The obstacles are not in your path. The obstacles are your path. So embrace them, learn from them. They're there for a reason because everything happens for us. And once you can open yourself up to that and relax and basically learn to go with the flow, it changes everything. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Ladies, y'all know that midlife is full of transitions. We spend our whole lives as women living for everyone else. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen if you know what I'm talking about? Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, so true. And you know, what happens in midlife is that we have all these shifts and changes, like our marital relationship might dissolve Mm -hmm. or go through some big, I guess, curves in the road, if you want to call it. Our children move out. (laughs) (laughs) And they ain't my curves because we know (laughs) I got no curves. (laughs) You got all the curves. I got all the curves, honey. I got relationship. Yes. (laughs) Retirement is looming. And the distance Mm. that we just, God, we just find ourselves on this super crazy roller coaster of transition and change. Yes, and nobody likes change. Nobody. But frankly, what? It is literally the only constant thing <laughs> in life. Things are changing all of the time. Our world is constantly shifting, evolving, uh, pushing our personal and our business visions way out into new territories. So girl, mm-hmm. we gotta keep moving forward and embrace the unknown because that is where the true magic lies. Yes. And our guest today, Sam Plovey, she has over 10 years experience in transforming people's lives by helping them just to navigate the turbulent waters of change and to bring clarity and purpose forward so they can make more informed and sound life decisions. Yes. Sam is the ultimate sort of guide by your side. I love you know, that. Guide removes- by your side. <laughs> <laughs> I need a guide by my side. Like Seriously, I love that. Sit on my shoulder. <laughs> Sam, what you think? I love it. But yeah, I mean, like, so she removes the barriers that sabotage our personal, professional success. And she has the way that she does this, which is going to blow your mind, listener is with her unparalleled expertise in Chinese metaphysics. Yes. She assists people through their life transitions, career redirects, home harmonizing, optimal workspace workflow, staff alignment, corporate strategies, using the power and her expertise in Chinese metaphysics. It's amazing. Mm, I love that. And, and, you know, Sam's philosophy is success is science. And mm. if, if you have the right conditions, you get the results. And she strives to help people attain those conditions so that they can live their life at just the fullest potential by aligning people to their environment and then tapping into their true skills 
at the right time with the right strategy, life then becomes smoother, simpler, and more purposeful. I love that. And I can't wait to dive into this podcast. So good. And listener, if you are out there and you are loving this podcast and you love this episode, subscribe and leave us a review. And without further ado, let's welcome to the podcast, Sam Plovey. Thank you so much, Sam, for being here. We are super excited to jump so into excited. this conversation. Oh, me too. I've been waiting for this. I'm like, oh, countdown, countdown, coming up, coming up. Can't <laughs> wait to do this. I was ready to sign yeah. on 10 minutes ago. Just letting you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh good. Well, I yeah. love your enthusiasm. And I am really eager to dive into your story because I find your topic of conversation around yes. Chinese metaphysics really mm -hmm. fascinating. Yes. But before we dive into this idea of Chinese metaphysics, tell us a little bit about your journey and what brought you to this place where you are helping other people transform their lives. Hmm. Okay, well, big question. Hopefully you're comfortable sitting down because this is going to take a while. But you know what? It, it started 12 years ago and it was it was purely from... I was involved in the children's activities, as many parents are, and I noticed that people, um, smart people involved in these groups, packs, groups, girl guides, scouts, all the rest of it, mm -hmm. and yet they still had internal arguments. They didn't get grants they were applying for. There was it, Things didn't go smoothly, and I thought, well, if people, if all these people in front of me are smart and they're talented and they bring something great to the table, what is affecting them that's making this not work? And I just looked around and thought, well, it has to be the environment. And that's literally was like a light went off. And I started reading books. I went to the library and started reading books on, I think it was called Feng Shui for Dummies. Do I love not that. Book. It's, not, yeah, it's, it's a good book to, to capture your interest, but it's not correct. Hmm. So when oh. I was halfway through, I thought, it's a great book. It's a great concept, but this is not making sense. It's not logical. So I then- They figured you were such a dummy that you would never catch on. So well, <laughs> like, just put anything exactly. you want. Exactly. Yeah. Down. They don't care. <laughs> Very true. Well, the basics is there, but they only went to one level. So I, I looked to Asian masters to study and then began my, my learning journey. And it's a lot more complex, but it just makes life so much simpler when you understand- that what's happening to you in your life, what's occurring for you is occurring for you, not to you. And once yeah. you can open yourself up to that and relax and basically learn to go with the flow, it changes everything. So my expertise in Chinese metaphysics is quite extensive and I'm not going to list it here. We can at some point if you like, but I have many different areas of what I do. But ultimately, I found that I give people permission to kickstart their life and restart it the way that they actually want it to be we get caught in a trench we get yeah. caught in a, you know where we're classified and we get stuck in that trench hmm. and then we kind of without knowing doesn't matter how strong we are um we do what we're told especially mm -hmm. women we just fall into we fall into the um the preconceived ideas of what we should be and we like those because we're brought i was brought up you know you have a house and you have children and you do baking and yeah. i was like i can do Wait, this mm -hmm. fence, all the things yeah yeah and it's wonderful but i personally am more than that and i was noticing that other people were more than that and mm -hmm. so i love the fact that i give people a space to discover who they are because when i meet people and i do work with them especially chinese astrology I often don't know them. I don't even meet them. It's all done online. It's I work all around the world. And it's a little shocking 
I always warn people, be careful, I'm coming in. But I help them see who they are and re get back in touch with who they are. So it's massively important for personal life, professional life and everything in between. Wow. Yeah. I love this. You know, I'm, I'm one of these people. I like, I like to dibble and dabble into all of the different things, spiritual and metaphysical. And, you know, I've kind of built this cornucopia of (laughs) spirituality. Yeah. So one thing that's different with you, Sam, is that you're an actual master. Describe for us the difference between someone who dibbles and dabbles and knows enough to be <laughs> shitty and dangerous versus somebody who's a master. Well, it's a great question. It's so funny because I, I know I put that, I wrote that for you and I said I never really use the title and I never use it. And it was partly because when I, my training is very Asian, uh, but my masters are very strict uh, from Asia and Malaysia and Spain. And I have a very humorous approach to things. So I was always getting into trouble because I would be a little (laughs) bit flip, but I was just trying to make it palatable for people because Chinese metaphysics is quite intense. So a master is someone that's actually, it's almost, I mean, yes, you could go online and actually print off a master diploma if you want some. Right, I'm going to do that after the show. Yeah, (laughs) but the true, a true master is someone who's put the time in, who's put the time in. So I'm trained in the five Chinese arts. So this is quite extensive. It's feng shui, which is the physical environment. Mm -hmm. It's Chinese astrology, which is bata, um, which is the biggest area of what I work on. It is qimandanjia, which is the top level, very complex strategy in Chinese metaphysics. Mianzang, which is Chinese face reading. And also I'm a Sifu of martial arts, Yang style Tai Chi. So a master is someone who has, in a sense, been on the ground working, put the time in and actually worked with people and evolved. It's not something you learn. It's something you catch. Mm. So I watched some people call themselves masters and I didn't like it. It's why I don't use the title because they used it as a power play and I'm not about that I am not I am no better than you because I have a title I'm just not I'm Sam okay my my one of my logos is actually my my signature Sam that's who I am Chi Pro Sam I am not master of feng shui although I am I just (laughs) share my information so for me the definition is quite succinct in that I believe a, a true master generally doesn't call themselves a master and I learned this one sort of firsthand with someone called Joey Yap. He's called Dato Joey Yap. He's a master in Malaysia. He is like the top level, probably in the world, the top consultant. And he is a friend. And we would go for lunch when he was ever, he was in New York. And I was talking one day and I said, you know, you never use master in your title and you only use Dato when you have to on an official release. And he's like, I'm just Joey. And he sort of inspired me, even though I was Chi Pro Sam, to use more of Sam. I'm Sam, right? I just couldn't get the um, URL for Sam. (laughs) It's taken a million (laughs) times over, so I had to choose something else. But uh, a true master will never tell you they're a master, in my opinion. They They will just introduce themselves, ask what you need help with, and provide you the help you need. That's what it is. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so now I'm, now I have to get into Chinese metaphysics. I know you (laughs) mentioned some things that you're mastering. So tell us a little bit about Chinese metaphysics and how you leverage this in your practice. So, yeah. So Chinese metaphysics is most famously known for two things, feng shui, which is your environment, your home, your office, your building, 
every physical environment. And then astrology, we call it Batsa, because um, that's about the person. We all love our horoscopes, right? I do it, I do it myself. Sunday morning, I'm there reading with my cup of coffee, reading my horoscope for the week, my Western horoscope. I love it. It's very interesting. So those are the two things that are most famous um, in Chinese metaphysics. And my business is purely based on that. I started primarily with feng shui, which is helping people understand um, how to use their home. Because feng shui is like Wi-Fi. It's not a waving cat, four stalks of bamboo, or gold coins under your front door mat, or a red front door to make money. Those are things that are associated more with Western feng shui, mm. and they have a place sometimes. If a client asks me, where can I put my waving cat, I will explain to them where it could go, but I'm not going to say, oh, go buy a waving, red, waving cat and put it here, because we Feng shui is about how we connect to the environment. So it's the art and science of understanding how the environment affects you. So what I've noticed big time is that we are affected by the space we're in. So if I can help explain to people how the house is affecting them, then they can use it to their advantage. And a house, you don't actually choose a house. Many people say to me, um, oh, I, I found my new home. I'm like, nah, I found you. Yes. It called you in. You connect with it. My um, my home I'm in now, 100% yep. chose me. Like it was just quick story time. I'd sold my house really, really quickly. I was like, oh, I'm just going to try to sell it for sale by owner and put a little sign in the front yard and put a few pictures. Honey, that thing sold. And we were closing in three weeks. It was that quick. So yeah. I'm furiously looking for a house. Went through, found one I like, got outbid, went through all of the houses in my community because I wanted to keep my son in school, the same school district, and there was nothing left. And so it had gotten to the point that we were really close to closing. And I'd ask my son's friends, can Savion stay with you? I'm probably going to be sleeping in the car. I'll figure it out. And then... It was a Friday night. My niece called me. She said, Aunt Trin, I found your house. I was like, no, you didn't, honey. There are no houses left and your auntie's going to be homeless and it's going to be terrible. She's like, no, it just came out. And I went online. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my house. It was all of the little details that I've always wanted in a house ever since I was a little kid. And went the next morning, bright and early, 9 a.m. on a Saturday with my realtor, walked in and every cell in my body said, this is your house. And I sent a video to the owners. This is me. This is my son. Love this house. This is, we, we've got to have it. And we have to be under contract by 4 p.m. today because they were having an open house the next day. And I knew if they had an open house, I was getting outbid again. By 4 p.m., we were under contract. I had given them over $10,000 over asking. And the next day, 100 people came through the open house and there were nine backup offers. When I tell you this house plucked me out and said, you are my owner. That's exactly what it was. I love that story. Thank you for sharing because that is exactly what I tell people. If we just are open to it, the house will connect with us. It will call us in. Every house I've been in, that has been the situation. It's always found me or I'm like, I'm going to go knock on that door, see if they want to sell their house. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, the place I'm in now, um, I was debating whether to move to Victoria. It was very early in my separation. I didn't know what I was doing. And I ended up walking just 
um, wandering and I stood in front of this building and it was draped because it's brand new and I just stood there and I was looking for a washroom and I was like I bet there's one in that building but I can't you know can't get in and then I off I went back to my hotel this my realtor phoned me a few weeks later and said you know you're thinking of you know coming to the area I've, I found this place for you and I'm like yeah done I was right there I stood there it was all it was the same place same place it yeah. was making its introduction to you. It Hello. Was, I'll see yeah. you in a few weeks. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because feng shui, our, our birth charts will connect with the home. A home has what we call a natal chart. It's a Wi-Fi chart. And it tells me um, all about the energy in the home. And it's not mm. a case of feeling it. I can feel it. I have, I'm very intuitive as well as uh, factual knowledge. I have a very high intuitive streak, but a home will have um, this feng shui energy chart. And when we approach it as people, we connect to it. And it'll be a good connection or not a good connection. I'm sure you've been into people's homes sometimes. And the beautiful homes, decorated to the nines, stunning yeah. location. But you walk in, you think, yeah, it's okay. I don't want to hang out here. We'll have dinner. I want to go. And then yeah. you've got that friend's home that you go to. And the minute you walk in, you're just like, I could just sit on your couch forever. And yes. just stay here because the energy is good. You're connecting with it. And that's far more important. Now, interesting is I do actually choose homes for people when they're buying. Oh, I actually, yeah, they actually, the realtor sends me information and I'll give a list of like, I want you to look at these three. I want you to take those four off the list. They're not going to work for you. And, uh, and I help narrow it down. And then when it comes to the final, I'll, I'll actually have a, a, the, the final say sometimes, which is oh, tricky for realtors. Magical. Yeah, because realtors, are, and I'm like, I can't do your job. I'm doing something different. Um, but it saves a lot of money because sometimes if we've come from a bad situation in a home, we are used to that energy. So if we go buy a new home, we'll actually choose the same energy. Just like we do a man, honey. Oh, Just like we do a man. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that's a whole more, another conversation too. But the home, I have to sometimes- Can you feng shui a man for me? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> We can do anything, sweetie. We I can do it. anything. Yeah. But sometimes I have to break that connection because people yeah. refuse the same thing. I find this topic of conversation really interesting because on the one hand, I completely understand what you're saying about finding this space and feeling the energy of the space. And yet I've also been taught that when you change your environment, that doesn't change you. Meaning a lot of people run away to another place, to a new city, to a new job, a new relationship. And they think that a change of environment will change how they feel about themselves. And what a lot of philosophers have come to realize is that it's actually your thoughts that change your feelings, that change your actions, that change your results. And so what I hear you saying is that there's an energy and, and an environment that actually does have a profound influence on on you and how you feel and how you operate. So help us connect the dots there because again, it's a different sort of mindset than what I've, I've been taught. So what kind of impact does the environment have or how do you help women leverage the power of this energy to say overcome barriers that maybe sabotage their success or stand in their way of getting to who they want to be? I love, I love, first of all, you, you just stole my tagline. It's on my website. I help people overcome the barriers that sabotage their success. Ah. <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> so Tell good. Me, baby. 
so good. So good. <laughs> Maybe um, I'm picking up your energy. Exactly. Probably. We're we, like sharing yeah. closet vibes, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we're thinking the same thing. You, what you're saying and what I'm saying are absolutely the same. We're just coming at it from a different angle. And I'll I'll throw something in there, a wild card in for a second. Chinese face reading. So Chinese face reading is, um, and it relates to feng shui, but Chinese face reading. Yeah, I'm fixing my face just in case oh, you're right. me. <laughs> I know sometimes I know people, I'm catching myself looking at my face too. I know people turn the cameras off when I start doing this. Right. Um, so Chinese face reading isn't looking at the, the face to see, is it pretty? Is it this, is it's that? We're reading the mountains and rivers on the face, which is the bone structure and the sockets and the nostrils and the mouth. We're looking at a hundred points on the face. We're looking at the dividing into three areas. We're looking at the time zones. There's so many, so much information on the face. The reason I bring this up as an example is people, um, we can put makeup on and we can enhance the way we look, but we're still the same. We've just enhanced the way we look. Some people will do um, cosmetic surgery, quite extensive cosmetic surgery to yeah. make themselves look a certain way. You cannot change it, uh, what you are inside by changing the outward appearance, right? So right. the face is actually um, a representation of who you are inside. So I struggled with this in my learning in the early days because I have some, you know, I have some wrinkles and I have some marks on my face. And I'm like, why? I'm a good person. I do all these good deeds. I, you know, I'm a happy person. I'm a, but it's it's things I'm carrying from past lives. It's things, it's karma I have to work out. And my face is my story. But it took a long time to get peaceful with that. So if we liken that about the face is the outward part of who we are inside, when we look at a home, Yes, you can't just make it. You could have a house. We've seen it. We've, we've, we've got friends who have a brilliant home. It's got every mod con known to man. It's right. brand. And yet the marriage is failing or the business is failing or they're just an unhappy family and ugh, so many things because it outwardly looks good, but inward stuff, it's not there. What I help people with is understand that the environment will affect you. It cannot really change you, but it will affect you. So I look for places that will support people. Otherwise, it's like you're walking upstream. And a good example is, uh, and I've seen it many times, is when I'm working with entrepreneurs, they're, they're at the early stage of their business. So their focus is business, not really babies, not necessarily marriage, but they might be married. They might have a baby, but the focus is the business. They really want to launch the business. So when I connect them with a the house, when I choose that place for them, I will be looking for energy that is entrepreneurial, fast moving, mm. focused on money. Now, in walks another client, maybe they're 60, they've got their money, they're focused on health. So what I'm looking for for them is an environment that will support their health. It's very different. And in case that thing popped into your mind, well, can't you have it all? Can't you have money and health? Generally not. Generally, it's a pendulum. There are time, there are seasons. There are times in our lives when we're more focused on children or marriage or partners or career. And that's okay. I am not um, a believer in balance. I think when you balance, you're teetering. I think you learn to swing from thing to thing. There are ah. moments you're focused here and moments you're focused there. And when your focus is high on one place, it's going to be lower on another. And that's okay. All right. I'm not a believer if we can have it all. I think we can have it all at different times. And it's a meandering path. So the environment can support you. And then with feng shui, what's fascinating, and it might sound a little maybe scary, but once I know the, the natal chart of a home, which is basically dividing a space, a home, a condo, a home office, a business into quadrants, 
these quadrants have numbers in them. These numbers are a formula. I can read the formula. And then I look at the annual, like what the year is bringing in, and the year adds another number in every sector. And then that tells me the probability of events. It's how I'm able to tell people, this is the time to sell. This is the time to hold. Nope, actually, really focus on your marriage. You're going to have some breaking points at this time. Really focus wow. on health. I can see that it looks like your partner is going to be hit with some illness things. So let's get that doctor checkup underway. Let's find out what it is. It's all about understanding how the environment affects you. The environment's bigger than us. It's going to affect us whether we believe, you don't have to believe in feng shui, it's out there. Mm -hmm. It just works. It's around us all the time. So it is actually the same as what you were saying, just coming at it from a different avenue. You can't change. So when, for example, the famous red door, that's something that most people have heard about. You paint front door red, you'll become rich. Mm -hmm. Well, if you own Benjamin Moore paint store, yes, you'll become rich because everyone's buying <laughs> Um, which is great for you. But for the rest of us who don't own paint stores, if the front door is in the right location where I've identified the wealth chi and something else is affecting that, red can be a bridge that will smooth the financial flow. But it needs to be identified by someone like myself to say, yes, you can actually have. I've had one red front door in all my houses. So only one. Wow. It worked very well. So, so it's understanding how the environment affects you and then modifying that chi. Um, so we can identify in the home where the good clarity energy is. So where, so I choose to write my blogs in a certain part of my apartment because it's very thought provoking and clear. And yet I will do my consults in another area where I need complete, no distractions, clarity of thought, sharp energy. So it's, it's, I just know how to use it. And is this a type of reading you can do online or do you have to be present in the home? I can do it online. I do work remotely. Um, it all depends on the client's budget or whether they're going to bring me in or not. And of course, everyone's very conscious of budget right now. So there is a shift in what people are doing. So and now they realize I can work online with videos and FaceTime and all the rest of it. I do a lot from my home, which is great for me because I don't have to travel. I'm not really keen on traveling still right now. Right. And, um, and it means I can reach more people. So I do love that. I like to be able to walk into a home because I am going to feel it. And even myself, I will watch myself. There was one home I walked into and within about, within about 30 seconds, I started, you know, <clears throat> I just, and I said, you know what? We have to finish this outside. And I went and stood on the deck and we worked out there because there was energy in that home that was really bad for me. And it grabbed me right away. And mm -hmm. I, um, and it wasn't a great place. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was a home that had physical abuse to the woman and she wasn't prepared to admit it. And I saw it. It was a very difficult thing. So all I could do was empower her and make her really strong and encourage her to look at going back to school and doing as many things as I could. But I knew that energy was bad and I knew it was harmful and it was harm and I could feel it. So I didn't like that. But yeah, I can feel That's it incredible. sometimes. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about empowering people. I just want people to. Sometimes bad things happen and we think it's our fault. And when I come along and say, you know, it's not your fault. You're actually just the person standing there right now. And this is affecting you. So let's just move you from that. And yes, chances are you've still got something to work through, but let's support you as you work through it. So it's, it's very, it's actually very logical. It's actually very logical. You know, I'd love to know more about kind of these, this practice and these concepts as they relate to 
women that really are going through these midlife shifts, right? So take, for example, Shelby and I both divorced in midlife and children that are aging out of the school system and will soon be going to college or have taken off. And, you know, our lives have shifted so much and are continuing to shift. How would we think about, or or how would you think about supporting women who are really looking to transform their lives in this stage using these practices? Fabulous question. And I'm totally on the same page as you. I think my children are just a little bit older, but um, big life change. And I think I'll share my story. And then I just made a note. I want to talk about just I want to come back to something technical, but I think I want to share my story here, if that's okay. So I was actually married for 34 years. That's a very long time to be married. And it was a wonderful marriage, has many successes. But a year ago, I knew um, that it was time for me to go. It was time for me to move on. So it was a very tough transition and when you're in a in a situation where you're not being abused or you're not you know there's not something terrible going on it's really tough because the outside world says well what are you doing you should be happy you've got everything you've got the house you've got all the stuff like why aren't you happy and I'm like Mm. I don't belong here anymore and I know that Mm. so I actually tapped into what I know Um, I tapped into the feng shui of the home first and then I tapped into my own Bartsa chart so by the way Bartsa just means eight Chinese characters. So it's B-A-Z-I. And what it means is that in your birth date, there's a year, month, day, and hour. And each piece has two Chinese characters in it. So eight Chinese characters, Bata. Um, just call it, we can call it astrology. So I looked yeah. at my Bata chart and I could see that last year there was a massive transition in my life, that everything I'd been doing for 30 years was changing it was coming to an end quite an abrupt end and I was worried at first I was actually panicked about oh my god is somebody dying that was my first thought and then I realized no it's that's not what's happening I am evolving and stepping into a new part of my life alone very 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 hard to do I'm not going to lie I spent many a day on the floor in Mm. snot tears the Mm. whole thing it was I couldn't understand why you know I couldn't understand what was going on. I couldn't, and I felt bad about hurting other people. And there was a lot of advice given where you can't do things because look at look at who you're hurting. And I was very lucky to have a fabulous therapist who encouraged me to put myself first. And she reminded me something I tell my clients. When you put somebody else first, you have become second. Yeah. Put yourself first, Sam. What do you need? And I'm like, I need to go. I want Mm. to go. And it was very clear. And the, my Barca chart gave me confidence when I wasn't sure and I was being hammered from all sides about you can't do this, you can't leave, you're terrible, you're a bad person. And I was just being hammered as happens to many people. I struggled, but it gave me strength because I could look and there was a fact. So I didn't leave my marriage because of the Barca. Right. I went looking for support when I couldn't quite understand what I was feeling. So knowing that my life was going to change and I would I would get through this and that I would have a really good life in the future as well different from the one I've had for 30 years gave me the impetus to make the steps and then I just literally did one step at a time one step at a time move out do this get the separation going move to a different city I wanted space and I wanted uh, I knew I needed to put space there Mm-hmm. So the, the and it was in the feng shui too. The feng shui clearly showed a separation that year in the home because it can do that. Now, if that happens to someone, I will say to someone, you know, if you are 
very much in love with each other and you you know you want to stay together know that this year you might have some rumblings of wanting that you know this marriage isn't working this partnership's not working so work through it mm-hmm. for me I could see that it was coming to an end and then I actually mapped out the time I knew what which month to move out which wow. month to initiate proceedings um and to do it with kindness to do it as kindly as I could um yeah. you know I wasn't running from some abusive relationship I was stepping into a new life but it was terrifying even for me and I could see it everywhere but I was terrified and and it was hard and I didn't realize how hard it was until I looked back on the past six months and realized holy shit what have I done (laughs) look what I've done in six months (laughs) but it was very comforting because when I had those dark moments um I would sit on the floor and and then after have my little good cry and one thing I would tell people is if you're going through something like this you're going to have these dark moments don't run from them you must look, you must actually feel them and go through them. And when I was having, one day I, I just started spurting out what I call verbal diarrhea. And it was everything from, you're ugly, you'll never amount to anything. You can't do this alone. You, you're not good at any, you're not any good at what you do. All the things that run through our brains. Mm-hmm. And I said it out loud and my girlfriend got mad at me and says, no, you can't do that because now you're going to manifest that. And I said, no, 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 no. I got it out of me. It was yes. churning up inside and it was vile. And once I finished spewing out and I said everything, everything that was in my mind came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's better than Pepto-Bismol. I feel good <laughs> and, I, and I got it out. So I encourage everyone, get it out. Do not hold it in. Even if it's something ugly about yourself, which it generally is with women, we're yeah. telling ourselves we're not enough. And it yes. was things from my childhood as well. But I just got it out. And then I took strength from knowing what I know. So I know that I went through that experience to help other women now. Because in metaphysics, if I can dive into metaphysics for a second, we have periods of time. So just like a day has 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Metaphysically, we have periods of time as well. Now, people know the animals, like I'm born year of the rat or year of the dragon or something. Well, those are just names for the months. That's all they are. They're periods of time. But the bigger picture is we have what we call um, a Brady Bunch of energy, and they are leaders of 20-year cycles. And we're transitioning from one 20-year cycle to another one right now. Mm. And we're going from uh, a male-led cycle into a female-lead cycle. So what's Uh happening is- Who's running for president next? Yeah, we're feeling this very, we're feeling a very unusual- Yeah, yeah Shel- Shelby for president. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll vote you in, honey. We got it. Love it. I love it. Yeah. And we're going from, and this Brady Bunch, there are eight characters in this Brady Bunch. So I'm going to give you an analogy here because I love to do analogies. The period of time we're in right now that's just transitioning out is something called Gun, G-E-N. And this is a young boy. He's actually the youngest son in the family. So as a young boy, he doesn't have to do the hard work. He doesn't have to carry on the company name. He can go play and he can throw a tantrum. Sound familiar to people we've had the last few years? Mm-hmm. I think so. Sounds mm-hmm. like my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> where we're going is to a period where the, what we call the middle sister, because there's three, three boys, three girls, and a mom and a dad. So we're going to a period of time where the middle sister is going to step up. Mm. She is, it's like Goldilocks and the three bears. She's perfect. We couldn't be going to a better period of time. Because the middle sister isn't the youngest sister who's all about makeup, chewing gum and talking Mm -hmm. back and being cheeky. She's not the oldest sister who's very, um, you know, conservative. We must do these things this way. She's the middle one who can tap into both types of energy. And she's going to lead women forward. 
Now, this doesn't mean men will get left behind. What it means is men who embrace their feminine principle, men who understand what women bring to the table will do, will do well as, as well. And corporations need to hire more capable women and put them in positions of power because that's wow. where we're going. So every company I'm working with, I'm like, you know, you can't just hire women in. You've got to hire capable women. Yes. But look to increasing your women in positions of power. It's very important. Now, this transition takes a couple of years. It began uh, December 2019, and it will culminate December uh, 2023. Hello. Do we not notice a COVID? Do we not notice a whole world shift? Everything's in turmoil. As the shift happens, it's like Earth and the world became out of alignment. So it's like you're back getting out of alignment. You know, you picked up the kid's heavy bag and you back suddenly, ow, you know, you hurt your back, can't walk straight, you're working on it. The world is out of alignment right now and it will go back into alignment December 2023. So Amen. Yeah, really important time. And we have hmm. to go through this yucky bit. We have to go through this mud, this sludge to understand how we grow out. Think of it like fertilizer. What we're learning right now is massive for where we're going, but it sucks. It's not a great place right now, right? COVID was tough. Financially, the global crisis is not great. Yeah. We will come through it. We will yeah. come through it. So women, though, are being affected by this new power they're getting. They don't understand it. You know, they don't understand why maybe they're not happy in their home anymore, their career. But primarily in their private life, it's they, they just don't want to have it how it was. They're realizing yeah. there's something more out there. Yeah. There's something more. It's funny, you know, that's really, I think, what led Shelby and I into the space mm. that we are right now, even with this podcast, was this prompting, this yearning, this understanding that there is something more, not mm. only something more for us to receive, but even so much more for us to give. Yes. And yeah, so true. And it came, it was birthed from this feeling that she and I both had of being in misalignment. So it's fascinating yeah. that you're talking about this idea of the world being out of alignment and coming yeah. back into alignment. It is, and it will get back into alignment, but I really encourage every everyone listening, but every woman especially, if you've got those feelings of the rumblings or you know you're feeling something's not right, but you're scared to make the move, I'm not going to say run from your marriage or run from a work situation or run from anything, but look it in the eye because it probably is time to make a change. And that doesn't mean always leave. It just means make a change. I want women to find their voice and speak up and be honest about what they want. We're not always honest. We think we are, but we're not. We're still people pleasers primarily. Mm -hmm. And it's that people pleasing needs to go away because it puts us second all the time. So um, it's time to be honest with what you want. And, you know, and it's, I know other people that left marriages and they were not great marriages. And I was on recently on a different podcast and someone said, oh, something, something, your ex. And I said, he's not my ex. His name is Rick. He is the, he is a husband I had for 30 years. We were together 35. I think it was. He's the father of my children. He's not my ex. He's Rick. I have just moved on to something new now. And there's no person in my life. It's just my life. I've moved on to something new now. And, uh, but it's, it's tough. It's tough for women. I'm sure you remember those early days. Yeah. And so I guess my question to you is, how do we as women get honest with ourselves? Because I do believe that we as women experience a lot of what you, I think, articulated you were feeling sort of these societal pressures when you had decided that it was time for you to, to do 
something new, to move beyond where you were. You knew this innately in yourself, but also you suggested that you still felt the ideas that people propagate in our society, which is, oh, you're a bad person for leaving this happy life that you've built for yourself. And, and so how do we as women overcome that and get really honest with ourselves? Well, it's tough. What came to mind as you started that little part was um, to be quiet, to listen into ourselves. So the kind of pressure I had was I realized I was other people's dream. Some people said, but you're the, you're, your family's the poster child family. Like you, you're perfect. Your family's perfect. And I'm like, well, there's many perfect things there. But I had, it was very difficult. I had a lot of people putting their expectations on me. Yeah. And that's what it is, is we, that's what usually happens. People project onto us. Mm-hmm. So I need people or I encourage people to still, to quiet the mind. You've got to turn those voices. You've got to turn those voices off the external ones and listen to the internal one and trust yourself. If you have a lot going on and you feel that your mental position is not strong, you must get support not just from someone like me, but I had a great therapist. I'm really good at what I do, but I had a fantastic therapist. And I remember phoning her one day and I said, oh my God, someone just said, I'm terrible because I didn't do therapy. I didn't do couples therapy. And she said, well, do you want to do couples therapy? I'm like, well, no. She goes, well, then why would you? And I'm like, well, because they said I should have done that. That's the process. The process is, oh, we have a problem. We do couples therapy. She said, you'll just be here six months from now do you want to waste six months? And I'm like, no. So I had to trust in myself and I knew, and and that picked up momentum. So for someone listening, that's thinking, well, I've got the early seeds of something here, please quiet your world down, take time for yourself and start saying things out loud. Even if we don't recognize what we do want, we recognize what we don't. I didn't have my life perfectly planned. I just did one step at a time. I just knew I didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, it was so incredibly clear. It was like, no, there was nothing he could have done to keep me to stay. And he tried. But I was like, no, we are we are, we've had this beautiful life and it's done. It's a season. It's done. Now we need to go. And his I'm watching him with our children. He's developing a different relationship with the children, which is amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good. Wow. It's good. He will grow from this, too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I love the idea of really getting quiet and really trying to follow your intuition and really hear what it is that your heart is calling you to. And I like the idea that too, you don't have to know exactly what that looks like. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what women, what maybe potentially stops women from moving forward is that I don't know exactly what this perfect new picture looks like. And so that's what stops me in my tracks. Like I'm afraid to move forward into the unknown. So if I understand Mm -hmm. what you're saying, correctly it's just take a step take one step at a time I think one of the biggest things that happens and I'm going to go on a limb that I think one of the biggest challenges for women is the financial security yeah so when you're stepping out and I I had that big time and I remember sitting there thinking oh shit Right now, I've got to be responsible for all of the, you know, we've been a team and I stayed home with the children. Then I built my business and he was great and he was very supportive. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, now you've got to pay bills. Now you've got to support yourself. Now, I was terrified. And mm-hmm. I remember I just asked for help. I went to the bank. You know, we had a good relationship with him. And I said, okay, this is what I'm doing. 
this is going to take a while to separate and sell the house and everything. What do I do? They, and she was, she immediately went into action, you know, line of credit, all the things I needed. And mm. I was like, but I can't, I can't do this. I'm going to get into debt. And the whole thing is she's like, no, one step at a time. You're not, this is just what you need right now. And it was amazing because the, the financial was the biggest fear for me. I sort of knew I could be by myself, but I was mm -hmm. terrified. And I think many women stay because they don't have the financial support. Right. But there are ways to get it if you put your hand up. So we've got to not be afraid to ask for help. We're not failures for doing this. Um, and don't believe what you see on social media. I work with many different people, many wonderful people. People that you would think, well, that their life is perfect. Well, no, it isn't. Their life is normal, just like yours and mine, right? They mm. put their shoes on the same way we do. They have the same mm. arguments. And even if they look like they've got tons of money, it's just more zeros. Mm -hmm. It's just more zeros. It isn't more happiness. It isn't easier. But put your hand up for support and get help. I know a lot of people, but I've got a very small circle of friends that were around me. And the minute I put my hand up, because I didn't tell anyone, I did this kind of all by myself to begin with. And I put my hand up and they just stood there and they, they all said the same thing individually, not knowing it. They just said, what do you need? And I'm like, well, right now I don't need anything, but I will. And they were just there. And, and I learned to ask for help. I wasn't very good at it. I wasn't yeah. very good at it. Thankfully, they kept checking in with me. So if you know someone that's going through this, check in with them. Just send them a funny joke. Talk to them because they it takes a while to learn to put your hand up. Did you guys put your hands up for help? No, I am the world's worst, but I will say this. I have learned recently. I mean, I had to really become humble because I couldn't, I couldn't do it all by myself. Yeah. And I had to come to this realization that if I was going to be, you know, the best employee, the best mother, the best person to myself, yes. the best self that I just, I couldn't do it without help. And then I had to say no to certain, certain things. And that was really, really hard because I was raised in such a way as I think so many women are that we are capable of bearing, carrying the world on our shoulders. And that is what the expectations, I want to say it's the expectations that society puts on us, but it's truly the expectations we put on ourselves. Oh, and yes. That is the hardest part. But I think to your point, when you're capable of saying, I can't do this by myself, the power of the collective who are there to say, what do you need? I'm here for you is, is so, it's unbelievable, truly. It's, it's hard to articulate the, the generosity and the power that comes with knowing that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. it, it really helped because there was no judgment, you know, whereas that's, and it's also where you find out where your true friends are. Cause I had some people on the peripheral, like, how could you do this? And I remember sort of having a conversation again with my therapist and I'm like, I don't understand. I'm disappointing all these people. She said, okay, you have a choice. You can disappoint. If you don't want to disappoint them, you need to stay where you are and you just disappoint yourself. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, shit, that hurt. And then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, can't do that. Can't do that. And she said, they will get over it. But if you do this, and I knew that if I, I remember standing, there, I said, I know that if I do this, pieces of me are going to disappear yeah, through yes. no fault of anyone else. It wasn't my husband's fault. It's me. I will disappear. Yeah. So, but it wasn't, you know, I'm not going to, it wasn't easy. You remember it wasn't, it's not easy in those early days. 
But if you truly feel you need to make a change, just one one decision at a time, one decision at a time. And it always helps if you have like a Chinese metaphysical master who can read your house yes. face and your chart and tell you, girl, go. It does, yeah. it does help when you have someone say, it's okay. I, I see next yeah. year is going to be much better for you. And yeah. it does help. And I could see that too in my own chart. I could see that it was going to be a tough, 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 tough six mm-hmm. months. And then it would, would change. And it has. So it does help when I, when I highlight that for other people too, I, I can't tell a lie. Yeah. Maybe um, that would be a fun next show is we could actually do some form of a reading. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to talk through how we could make that happen. I think that would be fun. You all would love to hear that. Would Yes. Wouldn't you? Oh, Get all up in Shelby cool. and Trinity's business. That's a big part of what I do is called annual updates. So I'm doing, I'm prepping all those now for the new year, talking about the Chinese new year, what the year is going to be in 2023. Love and it. then I do people's updates and I tell them what, what's coming their way, because if they're aware it really helps. You know, when something, I get emails all the time, that thing just happened. And I didn't freak out because I remember you said yes, it probably yes. would. So I just calmly went through it, Sam. I'm like, there uh, you go. We cannot prevent done. what's coming towards us. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs right now is um, the obstacles are not in your path. The obstacles are your path. So we have mm. to get out of, I know, right? The obstacles are our path. So embrace them, learn from them. They're yeah. there for a reason because everything happens for us. Yes. It happens for us. And we only change. We only grow through pain. I'm afraid we don't grow when we're comfortable. Yeah. We just stay there on it's the couch true. with the bag of chips. Yeah. So yes. We grow through the painful moments and that's how we actually burn off the shell of all the crap we've put over yeah. top of ourselves that we've let society put on us. And we can't blame society. We've, we've done it to ourselves. Yeah. I love that. So I would love for us to talk about continuing this conversation. And it, this has been so remarkable. And what you just expressed, it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, which I would like to end our time today on that. A comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing ever grows there. Yes. Nothing ever yes. grows Yes, look at that. We were on the okay. same page and didn't even know it. I know there's so, there's so much to discuss and I, I absolutely loved touching the tip of the iceberg with you ladies, um, but I would love to do Chinese New Year. And and yes, I think we should expose your Bartzer charts. I think we oh, should. I think yes. We should <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Sam, it's been a pleasure having you on our podcast today. And if our listener wants to find you as their guide, where can they find you? Oh, I'm very easy to find. So Chi Pro Sam, just type in Chi Pro Sam and you'll find me all over social media. I've got a great website with a bunch of free resources. So go grab those and get on my newsletter. And, you know, we're talking about forecasting. Yes, there's lots of big things I do, but there's a monthly forecast I do that I really encourage everyone to get. It's called the Chi Cast, and it's a monthly forecast, video forecast with me. It's amazing. And the price point, I've done it to to, to empower women. It's it's a fabulous price point. So check that out for sure. And go go check in with me at chiprosam.com. Right. And we'll include that in the show notes. And Sam, thank you so much for your energy and wisdom today. We just have loved the conversation. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye. so thankful for this conversation today. I know me too. It was awesome. 
was I just, so awesome. I got so much out of it, so much understanding and just my eyes feel opened in ways that they haven't in a long time. Yeah. You know, I loved our conversation around feng shui and I've dibbled and I've dabbled and I've, you know, <laughs> dipped my toes into the water, but I yeah. had it all wrong, wrong. Me too. Mm-hmm. So I love the understanding she gave us on feng shui being the art and the science of really noticing how the environment that you are in is affecting you. And when you are can align to the environment that is around you, then you're better positioned to make sound decisions. And you know, how your environment can find you, how a good home can find you, how my house found me. Yes, and and we, I feel that alignment every single day in this beautiful home. Thank you for finding me home. Yay, I love that. Well, you know, I've been really honestly struggling with this concept my entire life. As women, we feel like we want to have it all. Mm -hmm. And I love what Sam said that you can have it all, but typically not all at once. Mm. And I think that's where I get really stuck. But really, you can have it all, but you don't have to try and do it all at once. And in the conversation, I think she said that life is a meandering path. Beautiful. So when we can embrace that notion that, you know, life is happening for you, not to you, yes. then that sort of just makes everything simpler and easier. Doesn't it? Yes. Just brings the tension and the expectation down. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that she said that socked me between the eyes was also a thing that I think we all do. Mm. Listener out there, you do this too. Yeah. When you put somebody else first, you have become second. What's the impact of that? That like hit me. We think that putting someone else first is our noble endeavor, right? But it just means you're diminishing yourself every time. Every, every time. time. And we've made it a habit. Yes, yes we have. Oh, I'm just sitting here resonating with so many things that I've done even just in the last two days that have put everybody else before myself and yeah. The impact that that's had. It's crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely a good lesson learned. And you know, the, the other one that I love, um, is this idea of the obstacles aren't in your path. They are your mm, path. Yes, yes, yes. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And I'm getting emotional about this because I think that is so powerful because you just have to open your arms and embrace and accept and know that you are capable of handling whatever comes your way. And that in that process, you will grow stronger and yes. you will be better on the other side. Absolutely. Every time. Yes. And Shelby, girl, listener, girl, 2023 is our year, ladies. Yes. So do not forget what she said. According to Chinese astrology and metaphysics, there's a new sister in town. And she yeah. is running things. Y'all hear my dog barking. She's like, what in town? <laughs> Feminine energy is moving in. 
and it is going to culminate in December 2023 when the world is going to finally stop losing its ever-loving motherfucking mind and come back into <laughs> alignment. This is the year to make new changes. This is the year to take new chances. This is the year to step into your power. This is the year to be who you are, who you were created to be. Stop apologizing for it and damn it, girl boss, up and live that life. Hell yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I'm like so excited. This, that was awesome. You're a fucking evangelist, sister. Yes, I love it. Do it. <laughs> you just took me to church right there, girl. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> listener out there, we want to know what you are going to do in 2023 to level up your life. What are you going to do to put yourself out there, to take a risk, to take a chance? and step into who you are. And we want you to leave us a review and let us know. And we also want you to check us out next year because we are gonna come back with our friend, She Pro Sam, and she is going to do our astrology charts. As she said, it's so lovely. She's like this, a little bit of this, like, I don't even know what her accent is. I think she's Canadian, but maybe British. Bots of all of the above. She's She Pro the Sam. Bots of chops. She's gonna do our bots of chops. Yes, and uh, oh my God, I cannot wait to find out what's in store for Trinity, for me, for our podcast, for our business, for our lives. And we can't wait to hear about what you're going to do too. So we will see you next week in the I middle. In the middle. Yeah. In the middle, baby. See you there, loves. Okay. See you there.